0: Hey, it's the publisher here, Mr. Kelly Cole. Listen, if you are a former professional athlete, if you are a former college athlete or sports coach, and you're looking to launch your speaking career, let me tell you, you need a book. If you're already out there speaking and you wanna track more high-paid speaking engagements, You need a book. It's not about creating more content to post on social media. It's not about recording a bunch of videos. It's not about doing more podcasts. The number one secret to attracting more high-paid speaking engagements or even launching your speaking career is a book. Hey, I'm the publisher, Mr. Kelly Cole, and I help former athletes and sports coaches create best-selling books in 30 days to launch their speaking career even if they hate writing and don't know where to start. So for the first time ever, I've created a free case study video that will not only show you how to write a book from scratch in a little as 30 days and become a best-selling author, it will also show you how to attract more high-paid speaking engagements. Now, to check out this free case study video, click the link that says learn more or go to books for athletes Real quick before you go, do not go if you're not a former athlete or sports coach because you won't find any value in what I'm about to share. And don't go if your book is already out and already on Amazon. You won't find any value in what I share over there. But if you are a former athlete or sports coach, know that you need a book or um, already out there speaking and you want to launch your speaking career, go check out that link now. Writing a book is not as hard as you think. It doesn't even matter if you don't know where to start. My case study video will show you how to start and get it done and onto the bestsellers list. So go now. Welcome to the Books for Athletes podcast with your host, the publisher, Mr. Kelly Cole. Mr. Cole, a former athlete and best-selling author himself, has set out to take you behind the scenes of some of sport's forgotten heroes. He sits down with former professional athletes, college athletes, and sports coaches as they share stories of triumph, defeat, dedication, and perseverance. Here's Kelly. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Books for Athletes podcast. Today, I got a special guest, all the way from Latonia. He just said, Latonia, Georgia. My man, Horace McLean the Third, McLaren. Did I say it right? How did I say it?
1: Yeah, McLaren.
0: McLaren the Third. What's up, bro?
1: Man, what's going on? All is good, bro. I'm representing that breast cancer thing today.
0: Dope. Breast
1: Cancer so, Awareness Month. Is yeah. that is that important to you? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I'm actually doing it for one of my listeners. Uh, she asked me what I advertise Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And tonight will be the show that we will. She sent us some t-shirts and uh, her sister is uh, was not lucky enough to survive her breast cancer. So we definitely uh, making sure that we are In the community and making sure that everybody understands the awareness that you know that we have for it because you know we got mothers we got aunties we got grandmothers we got sisters you know that that could fall victim to this and you know you know and quiet as kept men can get it too it's just not as as prominent but yeah so we 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 got a lot of facts that we're gonna run through the show tonight with and let everybody know that let's let's go ahead and and unite together, and try to let everybody uh, be aware of this this dangerous disease.
0: Dope, man! So so let's take them from the beginning. You born and raised in Lithonia or Atlanta? Um, tell us.
1: Born and raised in Atlanta. Born and raised in Atlanta. I always represent Bankhead. That's that's where that's my that's my stomping ground. So born and raised in Atlanta and I think I told you my next book uh, from Bankhead to Buckhead Dope. will be my next project. So, you know, I always have an affinity to the West side of Atlanta, man. That's where my roots and my stomping ground was, was, was fi- founded. So I always give a shout out to them.
0: Dope, man. So how was your childhood growing up in Atlanta? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: <sighs> wow. Um, I've seen a lot, probably seen too much. Uh, I definitely saw a lot at an early age. Uh, it was it was challenging, but it, it also was, I would say it's a blessing in disguise because it teaches you what it taught me how to survive, taught me how to get stronger mentally, and also teaches you how to really appreciate things that you actually work for. Um you know, nothing is given to you. I mean, you understand that nothing is given to you in this world. You got to work for it and sometimes when you work for it, you want to appreciate it because you don't want to lose it. So it you know, on 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 that side of the of, of the fence, it it actually is a blessing in disguise. So, you know, uh can't complain about it.
0: Dope, man. So it looks like you be you used to be a hooper back in the day. Tell us a little bit about that. You used to play ball.
1: Yeah, I played uh, actually I played all three sports. Played quarterback, uh point guard, and I pitched. Dope. So uh I was a pretty good athlete at all three. And as you if you notice, I all three was a leadership uh position. So that's where I thrived the most in a in a position where I can I can take the responsibility and and lead leading people. So, you know, I think that's one of my superpowers anyway. But uh quarterback is definitely was uh is something that I had had to come back to because you know, quarterback is a lot of life lessons in that Mm-hmm. Where you, when you apply things to life, you understand. You know you now you hear the, now you hear this this thing they saying now, uh, let's run this play and let's run that play. Or, or when I ran this play, you know, and that's what quarterbacks do. They call the play and you run it. And you know, I, you know, oftentimes you got to execute it. But uh, you know, I chose to I chose basketball to go to college uh with because. You know, going on in recruiting trips and looking at how big the linemen were, I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a little too much for me." Yeah, so I did choose basketball to to uh, to go to college. Uh, to college for, and um, uh, you know, I only did one year at, at Miami Dade uh, College down in Miami. Uh, that's a whole other story. I saw a lot down there too, but uh, but yeah, uh, uh three sport athlete. Uh it didn't keep me away from the books because I, I had to get to, had to get in them books as well. You know, uh no pass, no play. So it was definitely one of them situations where I had to make sure I stay 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 above above everything to make sure that uh my grades was on point. So yeah, I was one of those kind of guys that that took pride in making sure that, you know, the stereotype of being an athlete you know, doesn't come with a lot of smarts, but I was one of those that, you know, I worked just as hard off the field and in the classroom as I did on the field and on the court, so. That's dope. I was pretty blessed.
0: That's dope, man. So you said you only did one year of college playing basketball. Um, Why did you leave after that one year?
1: Um, a lot of family situations were going on. I had to get back home and take care of some things and, um, then the year that I came back home for the summer, I ended up fracturing my ankle, which set me out for a, a little while and just kind of got discouraged and, and said, well, let me go ahead and start life. So that was that.
0: What did you do? What did you do after you quit playing basketball? How did you start life?
1: Uh, I mean, I just, just got a job. Any uh, uh, and every way I could. uh you know just getting a job just to get a job to you kind of pay bills not no career but just 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 getting a job just to get a job you know just being young still trying to find himself and trying to figure out life and it you know it was you know it was tough sledding at, at first but you know everything kind of worked out uh, I think those years were your those are your learning years your young adult years were your learning years where you know you, you figured out that maybe college wasn't so bad after all <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know after
1: the work after driving the fault lift and working for UPS and all that kind of stuff That you know you know maybe sitting in the classroom ain't ain't, ain't a bad idea
0: right right that's, that's, <laughs> that's definitely it so when did you develop your love for radio and announcing and, and doing what you're doing um
1: well, I've always had a, a an affinity for for kids and and coaching and things of that nature. So after I I did six years of AAU coaching,
0: oh.
1: and uh, you know that was a whirlwind. You know, it was it's a lot of things behind the scenes in the AAU coaching that's just you don't expect. You don't really. You don't. You just, don't, um, you just don't agree with. Mm-hmm. And once I finished my group and once they graduated, I said, you know, I'm going to have to try to find a different way to to kind of give back to the community. And I said, what better way to do it than talk about what I know? I was actually sitting out. Uh, I was living in Tucker one, uh, one year, and I was sitting out. And I had – the podcast had just – Started popping off, and I said, Uh, I won at first, I was like, I was listening to a lot of Les Brown and, and Jim Rohn and all that. I was like, Man, these guys are pretty good, I, you know. Maybe I can get into this some of this inspirational stuff and start talking to the kids or whatnot. And so, I figured out that I can go back and listen to the podcast, I can just go online and go back and listen to it. I said, Well, that'd be kind of dope. And I say, well, let me see how I can start one. And one of the guys say, if you find something that you love, find you some. If you find something that you're passionate about, and find something that you love, then your content is right there. Yep. I say, well, well, since I'm trying to get into speaking, I'm not gonna start off with speaking. I'm gonna start off with something that I love, and that's sports. Yeah. And I told my best friend, I was like, hey. I think I'm to start off with this with this podcast. You down with me? He said, Yeah, I'm 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 good. I said, I'm gonna get all the equipment I bought. I invested like twelve hundred dollars, got all my, my mixer, my microphones and headsets and all that. And every day from work, I got off and I studied, I got on YouTube and did all of my studying and on all that. And August 28th, 2013, we kicked off the first show and we've been rolling ever since
0: 10 years yep 10 years hey what's going on man it's dennis haley i am the author of the playbook the art of dreaming um just want to say a special thank you to kelly cole and the publishing advantage group team man they were with me from day one until the time i finished and still with me uh to this day um, what a blessing to have them um, be with me and to walk me through this journey and to be a part of this journey. Uh, they have been nothing but class acts, and they know what they're talking about. And just again, it is a blessing to be a part of this team and for them to guide me down the path to success. So thank you for everything that you have done. I look forward to uh, many more projects with you guys and continue to be a blessing to many. Thank you.
1: Yep. Thank you. Just what's had dope? our 10-year anniversary.
0: That's dope, man. So what's the biggest thing you've learned in these 10 years of, of doing your podcast? On
1: I would say that people really don't care about how you feel. People want to know, know what's factual about what you're trying to get across. And I base my show on if you ain't got the facts, don't say it. If you can't back it up with facts, don't say it. Don't tell me how you feel, because if you tell me how you feel, that's just really in a in a, a an opinion that is not supported by anything other than how you favor it. Right. So, and and I've always said this, and I and and I I would even when I debate people, I said I always say it's facts versus feelings. You got feelings, I got facts. So. You know, so facts wins every time. So the biggest thing is that people really don't care nothing about how you really feel. They want to know how can you, how can you make your point based on the facts that you have. All
0: right, here's it. Here it is. Remember what you just said. Now I need facts to back up your answer. Who's the goat, Mike or LeBron?
1: Well I would say this. Uh I would say the these are uh it's so 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 hard to to talk about anything that's not comparable at the time. I would say in the era of in the era that they played in, each one of them have an argument. Right. I would say that I, I can't compare. It's like me saying My grandmother that I eat I eat her cooking every Sunday compared to your grandmother who I you know I only ate there one or two times. You know, you ask me, well, who cornbread tastes the most tastes the best? Well, I mean, if I eat here every Sunday, who you think I'm gonna say? Right. (laughs) You know, so I mean, and then if if I don't give I mean, and I only ate at your grandmother's house twice, then you know, that's not a really a fair fair a fair comparison because I have obviously got more more volume at my grandmother's house and plus my grandmother's house is where my is where my um alliance lies. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think that anybody who's born who's never seen Jordan play, they going to say LeBron is the goat because that's that's where their alliance is. Yeah. Anybody who born in the 70s, grew up with Michael Jordan, they go probably say Michael Jordan because that's that's where their lives lives, You know, but I think it's is really a, a a argument that you can never really prove because everybody has their own criteria. You can mm-hmm. come up with something, you you come up with this and that. You know, you know, you want to count the range, you want to count the effect of had the most effect on basketball and all this and so it's just it's really hard to to answer that question so I would say in each era each person has a has definitely an argument so all right we're gonna get back on track all right so let's talk about the
0: book stretch your mind powerful quotes that lead to success what gave you the idea for this and what are you hoping people get from it
1: well, if I can be quite transparent with you real quick um in twenty nineteen I had a I had a life threatening threatening event that happened, and it took me away from the public eye for a couple of years, and I had to sit down and recover and, and get better and things of that nature and I would say that I'm blessed to be here, yeah. And one of the one of the and if I told you, if I told anyone that I had a massive stroke, by looking at me, by talking to me, you would never know unless I told you. Right. Okay. So with that being said, uh, after my rec- while I was recovering, I had to. I was encouraged to go to therapy, and you know, in in our community. That word is somewhat of a, you know, not so good, not right. so good word. But I had to I had to lean on God to say, I need you to lead me through this because a lot of depression and a lot of anxiety sat in and all that. But the biggest thing, Kels, is that the, the amount of regret that I've had for not doing some of the things that I would have left on the table had God not have saved me. Yeah. And as talking to my therapist, the first thing she asked me was, what was your biggest hurt? I said, not doing some of the things that I know I should have done and didn't do. And she said, well, now it's time to get to it. And she she said, well, what was one of the things that you wanted to do? I said, one of my my directors at work, she tasked me with a, she tasked me with something to say, I need you to figure out a way to keep the morale high and positive on our team. So every day I had to figure out, come up with something to keep up with it and I resorted back to listening to Les Brown and Jim Rohn and things of that nature. And my godmother told me, she said, "Well, do what you do best. Inspire people." I said, "Okay, cool." So every day I would send out a thought for the day in the email blast. A way for somebody or anybody if it ain't but one person or two, somebody let's go get that feeling of you know of of wow, that was deep that was strong. Yeah. So, once I did that, I kept all of my emails and I said, "One day I'm going to put this in a book." And you know, life life went on and life went on and life went on and I never got to it. Wow. And then the therapist said, "Well, this is the chance for you to make up for this. This is a chance for you to to be your 2.0, and go ahead and do the things that you wanted to do. So, I, I I sat and prayed, and I said, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna make this a mission. I'm gonna if I'm gonna do if if I don't do nothing else, I got to inspire somebody. I said because I've had so many good mentors in my life that have dropped so many gems and game, so much game on me. That I would do them a disservice if I didn't, if I didn't do the same thing for other people. Yeah. So I asked God to lead me one day, and believe it or not, when He led me, the first the first thing I saw on social media. The next day, was you doing a, a video about. Books for Athletes.
2: Yo, what up? It's your girl, JC. And listen, I have to send a special shout out to my guy, Mr. Kelly Cole, and the entire team at Publishing Advantage Group and Books for Athletes. They took so great care of me to the point that I know I'm the pickiest person. This book was supposed to have been finished last summer. However... There were some details that I needed to make sure that the book had because my audience needed it. And, you know, when it comes down to feeding and serving the people, especially as a former athlete and telling your story, you know, you cannot be selfish with the material and give it away. And they worked with me from the time of my thought process to the time of conception, all the way down to now top 20 hot release, best selling author on Amazon in 24 hours. Listen, if you're an athlete, you have a story to tell and you don't know how to put it in book forms. Just yet. Don't worry, you're not alone, okay? Hit my guy, Mr. Kelly Cole, and tell him what you're trying to do. And I promise you he's gonna get you right. All right. And of course, check me out on Amazon after the season. Shout out to the books for Athletes Family. Wow.
1: And I was like, I know this dude. I said, yeah. I said, yeah. I said, I said, yeah, man. I said that that that's my man who was on who was on Mo Show with me one time. I said, I'm gonna have to give him a call. I said, that, that was the sign right there. Wow. So, that's how I got to the book, but what I want people to really get out of this is, I mean, I'm not really, telling you any quotes or sharing any quotes that you probably never heard before. But what I want you to do is, I want you to stretch your mind this time and read the quote. Now, when you stretch your mind and read the quotes, you go see the quotes just a little bit different now. They go hit a little different, because you know we stretch our arms, we stretch our legs, we stretch our bodies before workout, but very rarely do we stretch our mind, yeah, and when we stretch our minds, you'll be amazed of how many viewpoints and how many different perspectives or how keen in on a perspective we actually see certain things with so and I, I hope people really. Get out of this book is a way to to really take their mental capacity beyond what they used to. Yeah, and really get deep into thinking, because the most powerful thing on our body is our brain. Yes, certainly.
0: Love so it. That's man. what
1: I'm hoping the people get.
0: That's good, man. Speaking of that. So after hearing what you went through, what was it like when you held the book in your hand for the first time? Tell me about that feeling.
1: Oh, uh, well, I would say this. The, when I first got the the, the shipment of books, it was, I I, it, I came home and I saw I had a package in then I saw this label that says heavy on it. I wasn't really expecting the books at that time. But it was it says heavy. I'm like, what could this be? I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm looking for something else. And when I picked it up and I opened it, I was like, all these books, I was like, oh, these the books books. And when I pulled it out, man, I took pictures and you know, just held it in my hand and it was the feeling of it was the feeling that that I really can't describe because it was it was like it's like throwing your first touchdown pass, yeah, you know it's like scoring your first touchdown it's like hitting the game winning three, yeah, you know it's just one of those moments where it's it's, it's triumph, yeah. You know, like it—it's like, you know, who knew that I could do this? You know, maybe you doubted yourself. Maybe maybe you said, you know, it—it'll work out, and and you you have believe it. But you know, it's like, but when you actually get it, it's like, wow, this is, this is this is the feeling that I've been looking for. I felt rejuvenated. I felt brand new again. I felt like. It definitely erased all of that regret I had of not doing it. So, so I'm like, okay, oh now, now now I see how people can get high off success.
0: Yeah, man. That's good. That's yeah, good. What so about when was, I um sent you the message that you hit the Amazon bestsellers list? How did that feel? Now that
1: was that was that was a different feel. I was like, wow, this is. Because you just you think that I mean you I didn't really have any expectations, my expectation was to just actually do it mm-hmm. to just complete it, and if I completed it i was i would I would be satisfied and happy, but to to say that, okay, you're on this list of people who Wanna get it and how many people are, are you inspiring? That's that's a different hit. That was a different, that was a different uh I went out on I went out on my deck and I just I just went out on my deck that, that night and I was like, this is unbelievable. Like who knew? Yeah. You know, I wish my godmother, my, my dad, and my, my mom was was here to share that with me but I mean it was a different it was a different feeling for sure. It's Definitely man. a different feeling. Dope. Cuz uh, I didn't I didn't have any kind of expectations of how I many sales and all that. I was just I just wanted to do it and finish it and just get it done.
0: So man, what was it like working with us? Uh it was
1: it was real real breezy. Real breezy um it was uh, definitely easier than I thought. You would know, you like we, we, you, you, you all, I always, I mean, I work in technology, so I always tell people, you, you defeat yourself sometime before you even try. And I even, you know, and I was a victim of that. I'm like, man, how, how do I even start this thing? You know, what do I even do? I said, I would definitely have to, to get with somebody that that's verifiable and somebody that can kind of coach me through this, where it, it won't be no, you know, nothing outside of the box. Or if I have to be uncomfortable, I'll be I'll be okay being uncomfortable with them. And I would say that I would I would definitely be uncomfortable you know, with you guys, because, you know, once you broke it down to me, I was like, well, that that don't really seem too hard." I mean, like, that's, I mean, I got the content. I just need to get it to him. That's it. Yeah, so, I mean, it once you broke it down to me, I mean, and I think that's the thing. It was, it was just needing to understand what all it took. Just, Just give it to me. Like, you know how we try to Try to eat healthier or try to do this and do that. Yeah. Give it to me in the breakdown. One, two, three, four, five, six, and break it down and, and let's go. And that's basically what you, you guys did. You you broke it down, one, two, three, four, and let's go. And, and boom, that was that. And I didn't even know anything about a book trailer until I, I can't even remember how it came up. And, and I asked about it. And she was like, Yeah, we can do that too. I was like, okay, well, let's let's go ahead and add that to the add that to the uh you know to the cart. Oh man. Would
0: you recommend other authors work with us? And if they're thinking about it, if they're on the fence, won't you give them some encouragement? And would you recommend they work with us to get that book done?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I've already talked to two, two, three, two or three people who uh who wants to do it um they trying to get some time or, or whatever the case may be i said listen all it take is one phone call and that that's it once you get that phone call it's like that's all you need you just you really just need the confirmation yeah cuz it's not about i think i don't think it's about anything about being scared or anything like that you just want to know that the confirmation is there that this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. So, I think that that's all it takes. Sometimes, just just to, just the just the first phone call. Because when 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 I got off the phone with you and when you broke it down to me, I said, "Well, I already know this. This this is gonna be a hit." You know, cause it just that one phone call did it for me. I'm like, I'm 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 sold.
0: So
1: I mean, I think you could have sold me a house that day.
0: <laughs> That's good, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think you could have sold me a house that day.
0: Cool. Two last questions. Number one. Um, what is your favorite quote? It could be in the book or out of the book. What's your favorite quote? Favorite thing that you hold on to? And then also let the people know how they can reach you, how they can get in touch with you, book you to speak, and all that good stuff.
1: Actually, I got the book right here. There you go. I'm going to go to my favorite quote. And uh, I just had a, I just did a vendor event this past Saturday mm-hmm. where I was at, uh, I was in Mableton, Georgia. Man, I set up the table, set up the book, and man I had a good old time. And uh as people come by, I already knew I said, I say, feel free to browse through the book and let me know what your favorite quote is, or go come on over here. Don't be don't scare, don't be scared to get some motivation. And my favorite quote, one of my favorite quotes is is on page number 18. Stretching your mind means that you are willing to think far beyond your mental capacity to seek understanding and resolution. That's it.
0: That's it. And what and, does that uh, mean to you?
1: That means that it means that don't be so shallow when you think. Mm-hmm. Open your minds to all possibilities in all areas. Um, you know, don't hold, don't hold your brain hostage to just because a lot of times we go when we think about something, we go think of the easiest and the most convenient thing and then go with that. Yeah. And a lot of times it's not even that's. That's not the case because sometimes it means more to you. Like I got another quote I'm about to read to you. Okay. That's, that's in my mind, you know, you got to stretch your mind for this. One. And it's on page 36. Accountability is your first property of ownership and it's free.
0: Break that down.
1: Well, accountability, everybody say you have to own your own your accountability. Own, 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 own what you did or didn't do. Own yeah. it. Just like a homeowner. Yeah. So if you own it, well, before you even get the physical house, own this property of your ownership. Own this property of your accountability. Own this. Own your actions. Yeah, And when you own your actions, then you into something. And and then when you own this action, there's no down payment. There's no mortgage. There's nothing. Only thing you got to do is just put forth the effort. That's it, bro.
0: That's it, man. You can't close it no stronger than that. Tell the people where they can get in contact with you.
1: Man, hm three inspires with the dot com.
0: Hm three
1: got a great website designer and everything, bro. Hm3inspires.com. You can reach me there for the book, speaking engagement, anything you need motivational-wise, it's on the site.
0: That's good, man. Thank you so
1: much for doing this, bro. Absolutely. Right, I man, appreciate looking it. Book, looking forward to book two. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Let's get to it. I actually uh I just I, I actually I got three more books Yo, that I want to do. That's what's up,
0: man. Have a great show tonight, man. Much success to you.
1: All right, man. I appreciate it. All right, take care. All right, bye bye.
0: Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Books for Athletes podcast. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, and leaving us reviews. And be sure, if you're interested and you want to get your book done, make sure you check out our free case study video at www.booksforathletes.com. Also, if you'd like me to come to speak to your students or you're having an event and you need a speaker, I would love to be a part of it. Just shoot me an email at booksforathletes.com. Until then, we'll see you on the next episode.